Lisa Cooper Carlo, thank you very much for taking my call. You're welcome, Levin. Now, I, you are in London attending the International Maritime Organization's Marine Environmental Protection Committee's meeting there. Um, one of the issues that uh, this uh, committee, it's MEPC 73, is considering the, is the issue of heavy fuel oil in the Arctic shipping. The issue of heavy fuel oil was uh, addressed uh, by the Utrecht Declaration, if I pronounce it correctly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what What's your position? What's the position of the Inuit Circumpolar Council on the issue of heavy fuel oil? Yes, that's right, Levin. Um, I am here on behalf of the Inuit Circumpolar Council and we came up with, uh, uh, as we do every every four years at our assembly, uh, a declaration. And this one um, that was held held this past summer in July is the Utrecht Declaration. And um, there are many, many articles in that declaration, but one in particular calls for a phase-out of heavy fuel oil in order to minimize impacts on uh, marine animals and fish and um, to prevent disrupting Inuit harvesting and to keep um, our environment safe uh, from damage, environmental damage, and to keep it protected. Mm. Now, the the declaration calls for a phase-out, um, not mm-hmm. an outright ban. Um, is there a difference for you there? Um, yes, we would say that um, because the International Marine Organization had banned heavy fuel oil in the Antarctic, and as you know... Um, this is proper and good for the protection of the environment in the Antarctic, where uh, there are no communities. But in the Arctic, we have many communities, Inuit communities and other indigenous groups as well, um, who may who may be impacted by the ban of heavy fuel oil but in ships that go through the Arctic. As you know, um, we have the transport of many, many goods that are done by ship because this is the least costly way of bringing in goods to the Arctic that supply the Inuit communities and other communities. And so... Um, we need to make sure that our communities are not burdened economically, um, and we need to make sure that um, the social and economic uh, assessment is done before placing an outright ban. So though um, we really want the ban of heavy fuel oil to be done, for sure, for sure. 
we also need to make sure that our communities are not negatively impacted and that they don't end up paying for the changes that would occur because of a heavy fuel uh, oil ban mm-hmm. in the Arctic. Yes. So now the the MEPC or uh, 73 heard uh, and 72 heard two proposals. One was uh, supported by Finland, which uh, called uh, for an outright ban by, I guess, uh, 2021. And the other one was uh, by Canada, which uh, um, didn't talk about a ban, but talked about more about uh, um, doing impact assessment uh and uh, consultations with indigenous and northern communities, with the industries, with the territorial and uh, provincial governments. Uh, which one of these um, proposals uh, is closer to you, to your position? <laughs> well, um, I think it's fair to say that... Um, since we are many in Canada, many Inuit communities and other indigenous communities in Canada, um, we are definitely working with and collaborating with the Canadian government to make sure that they have all the the information needed uh, for Canada itself to to make a, a, a clear statement of their position on the ban of heavy fuel oil. Um, on the other hand, um, we do completely agree with the ban um, of heavy fuel oil, um, but at the same time, we also understand the need to, to um, before actually making an outright ban, to make sure that we have all the information for even the Inuit communities to be part of the decision. Um, I think it's very important that Canada is consulting with the the Inuit um, so that Canada and the Inuit together can make the decision. And But ICC um, supports a ban on the heavy fuel oil because of the need to protect our culture, which is based on the environment and on the marine mammals and the Arctic Ocean. Now, the federal government has said that it's uh, launching uh, consultations with uh, northern indigenous communities, I would imagine with the Inuit and the industry. To your knowledge, have they uh, spoken to uh, national Inuit organizations in Canada, um, have they approached you about uh, um, working on these impact assessments? And um, what what can you tell me on that? Yes, they have um, been speaking um, with my predecessor at ICC, as he also came to the IMO meeting um, several months ago, and. I know that um, they've been in contact with the Inuit Circumpolar Council Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've discussed with them is um, that um, we are looking forward to uh, further collaboration and exchange um, 
with with them. Now, um, <laughs> what's the the meeting in London is supposed to wrap up uh, on Friday. Uh, what what do you hope is achieved uh, through throughout this week? Um, what what would be the big take takeaway for you? Right. Well, um, I think um, the IMO is a place that uh, makes decisions that are related to uh, marine uh, transport, and for sure. In the north, in the Arctic, there is going to be more and more uh, ships um, as the seaways in the Arctic are opening up. Uh, uh, the ice, with the ice um, uh, retreating on, and melting, and uh, we are going to be expecting to see more and more ships passing through our waters. So. What um, what I am expecting to see here is the continued work, um, whether, you know, as soon as the impact assessments would be done, and I think it's important um, to have those impact assessments, um, especially as it relates to Indigenous communities and economies. So um, it's also very important then that IMO has a good first-hand view of how Indigenous communities live and, and the things that they rely on in our Arctic regions. And so I think um, it's pretty important and urgent that they begin the work now uh, at the subcommittee level to develop the plan for the ban of heavy fuel oil. Um, and hopefully um, there would be no, like, time delay because what is expected is that this plan would be adopted in 2021. So uh, my takeaway here is there has been some um, indigenous voices heard. There has been um, several countries expressing their support for the ban of heavy fuel oil, which I'm very happy to hear about as it supports our view at Inuit Circumpolar Council. And um, hopefully uh, by next year, uh, we're going to have a clearer idea of what this uh, plan to, to ban heavy fuel oil will be, and hopefully uh, the IMO will be able to adopt it in its final version in 2021. In terms of, uh, you you spoke about uh, the opportunity to present your point of view at the IMO. Um, in the in the past meetings with the IMO between the ICC and other members of the um, Arctic indigenous uh, communities, uh, they had raised the issue of having a permanent voice for indigenous communities, uh, indigenous organizations at the IMO. Um, was this issue addressed uh, this time? 
Well, it's not addressed during IMO proceedings and, and discussions. Um, but I did come here to gauge, uh, well, what is the indigenous voice here? As you know, there are indigenous people all over the world, and uh, the International Marine Organization is an indig- uh, international organization, right? But um, I, uh, the indigenous voice is heard through non-governmental associations so far as what I've seen, like Friends of the Earth. Um, we heard some Inupiat from Alaska making presentations about um, the banning, the the um, the work towards banning heavy fuel oil in the Arctic Oceans. We we heard them speaking about their way of living in Alaska. So it was a real pleasure to hear them speaking out because this is very much needed in such um, an international organization. And hopefully um, the Inuit Circumpolar Council, which is also an international organization, um, will eventually um, mark itself as a, as a member of the IMO as well and to be able to present the Inuit voice uh, further um, in, in that position. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking so much time to speak with me. You're welcome, Levin. Thank you for for taking the time to call me and and calling me (laughs) at this number because my cell phone was not so clear. Thank you so much.